Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 54 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell to the Wall, hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And we've got a great episode for you today. Lots of common sense to get through. Uh, but of course, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, for episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be Facebook.com slash Go Tell to the Wall. That's right, Facebook.com slash Go tell it to the wall. That's our official Facebook page. All episode updates and all kinds of great stuff going through there. So if you are a Facebook user, make sure you follow our Facebook page. That's right. Uh, and of course, YouTube. Head on over to YouTube. Search Go Tell it to the Wall. Find, subscribe to our official YouTube channel. Uh, you're going to find all of these video feeds up there. They go up on Facebook as well, but that's where you're going to find all of our playlists outside of the video feeds for each individual episode. Uh, so get up to date on Mental Health Mondays, parenting playlists, beer reviews, which we have. I have a bunch of more, bunch of new beer reviews to get up there. So, so those will be coming soon uh, once I can actually find the time to, to get stuff organized on there. YouTube's not the biggest priority. <laughs> that's the thing. I almost, I almost don't like being called a YouTuber, but we have the YouTube channel, and that's where a lot of the videos live. Uh, and of course, my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalShawn, at S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, that's right, at SoCalShawn. Uh, follow me on Instagram, not all Go Tell to the Wall or Common Sense Sunday's content, but a lot of that on there as well, uh, along with just pictures. That's that's what Instagram is, it's pictures, so follow me on there. Uh, and if, if you're going to spam me with stuff, I'm not going to follow you back, but if, if you're like a real account that's a fan and actually has photos and stuff, then you, you're probably going to get a follow back from me. Not that that should mean much to you, because, uh, you know, I'm like a C-level broadcaster, I guess you could say. I think of myself as A-level. My wife thinks of myself, but pro I'd probably just accept C-level. Nonetheless, follow me on Instagram. Uh, all kinds of cool content coming through there. And of course, most importantly, all-inclusive of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's our official website for everything and anything that is Go Tell to the Wall, Common Sense Sundays, uh, Go Tell to the Brewery, Parenting Playlists, all that great stuff, and of course, everything that is Sean O'Rourke Live. Uh, so make sure you have that bookmarked, and you'll find links to all those other things I just mentioned. So you don't even have to remember. Not that it's hard to remember Facebook.com slash Go Tell to the Wall. You're just searching Go Tell to the Wall. It's going to pop up. But there's a nice little link right there for you, uh, along with a link to our Patreon campaign. Help us out financially if you can and have the means to do so. Uh, and also our merch website. You can link to the merch website directly from SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Pick yourself up some common sense merch, T-shirts, mugs. I don't even, sweatshirts. There's a there's random stuff on there that I can't even, it's, <laughs> it's been a while since I've added new stuff. But there was a time when I just started like adding all, like, oh, you can have a dish towel. I guess we'll put a dish towel up there. So if you need new dish towels for your house, uh, that would be the perfect place to get it through our merch website. Common sense dish towels, I guess you could say. Uh, and all right, it is actually uh, the first day of August. We have now moved past July. And it's funny, it t this morning it got me thinking of the differences between this August and the previous August, August 2020. Uh, and it almost feels a little Groundhog Day-ish. I know we're seeing more of the light at the end of the tunnel now, and like I said, I was, I'm was i still beaming from finally being back out at a live show last weekend, uh, but we're also, it's, it's a little bit of deja vu, just 
because we're having this surge right now, and we're, we're seeing an uptick. In fact, I saw the numbers from Florida this morning, and we'll talk more about that as we get into COVID updates, but the numbers in Florida, not looking good. They actually had the highest number of positive cases since the beginning of the pandemic. Like, not not in the past few months or since it got better, uh, which is, like, in California, that's something where it was got really, 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 really low. We haven't reached numbers that we were at the height of the pandemic, uh, but they have been going up. In Florida, they've reached, they've created a new height in, in positive uh, cases down there in Florida. Uh, so, so quite nerve-wracking. I, I, I feel for everyone down there in Florida that's been doing everything they can, getting vaccinated and social distancing and wearing masks and uh, just unfortunately watching things kind of go to hell in your state. Uh, but there is more optimism this this particular August. Uh, in fact, I've still been on a, a ticket-buying spree. Talk about some of that in entertainment news, and hopefully none of that's going to get canceled. Uh, despite what's going on in Chicago right now, which we're also going to talk about, of course, we're going to talk. We talk about all these things when it comes to Common Sense Sundays, uh, and and I'm going to keep the energy up because, like I said, just getting back to live shows and even seeing other live shows happen locally, uh, and 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 hopefully being done well, which is, is is something that is an ongoing discussion. I I see these comments and these posts and all kinds of stuff. Uh, when it comes to live events, it's an ongoing, ever ever evolving you know, finish line here that, that we're looking at, uh, unfortunately, but also fortunately, because you can still see, we can actually see the finish line. Things are actually happening. So that's, that is the positive side of it. We just got to get, got to get past this, this crazy surge that we're having in the damn Delta variant and, and then we'll be in a better place. Simple as that. All right. We're going to move on to some digital trends. That's right. Digital trends is stuff happening uh, across the social platforms, you know, stuff that, Really is probably meaningless to you, but I find entertainment throughout it, and uh, I'm here talking to a wall, so we're going to talk about those trends. Uh, first one up, hashtag National Girlfriends Day. I believe that's today. It was either yesterday or today, but that, of course, everything has a hashtag, and there's a, a every, every day is some kind of day, if you, if you look hard enough, and uh, happens to be hashtag National Girlfriends Day. And this is people celebrating both their significant other girlfriend uh, or also just their platonic Friends that are girls, you see a lot of that, a lot of that floating around uh, on, on the on the interwebs. What I will say is, warning to everyone out there that likes to tweet before you shouldn't be doing this anyway. You know, do your thing, do you? Shouldn't do it, but do you? Uh, just keep in mind, don't don't rush into sharing hashtags uh, when you maybe have multiple girlfriends, male. You know, whether you're male or female, uh, you could be pointing out to to your other significant others that uh, that you have have girlfriends that they don't realize you have. Now, if it's friends, it's one thing. <laughs> just just tread lightly on that one. You shouldn't be doing that anyway. Unless you're in a agreed-upon situation, then that's obviously between you and your partner or partners. Uh, but but obviously, if for those of you out there that just like to automatically post things, uh, tread lightly with this one. And also, if you're talking about like platonic girlfriends, uh, don't forget certain ones, and then, you know, they see posts and... Uh, the social social media landscape is just a it's a wild thing, and I, I just I I I'm all I'm I will be ever grateful that I didn't grow up with it as a teenager, because I can't imagine dealing with it as a teenager. It's 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 annoying enough as an adult, <sighs> being a teenager and and having your life all over social platforms. All right, uh, hashtag fake cake facts. Hashtag fake cake facts. Not the band cake, although I guess you could use it that way. But it's trending mainly because of the, the dessert. Uh, now, of course, 
Uh, I can tell you one hashtag fake cake fact is uh, that cake is a healthy breakfast for you. You shouldn't eat cake for breakfast. I will say there have been, not at my age now, but there have been times in my life where I might have eaten cake for breakfast, but uh, keeping in mind, it's, it's not, not, a, uh, not a healthy healthy choice when it comes to your, your breakfast choices, uh, given the, the usually the amount of sugar that's in there. Although that being said, like I'm going to talk about, we did a, had a little outing with my kid on Friday, and uh, my wife wanted some Starbucks. My wife loved, I don't, she doesn't love Starbucks, but once in a while she's like, I'm going to get a, one of these fancy Starbucks. I'm like, okay, get your fancy Starbucks drink. Uh, actually, their breakfast sandwiches are pretty good, too. I, you know, nothing, nothing against Starbucks. It's just that stuff. It's expensive, and it makes me jittery, and I always pass by Starbucks, and I'm like, you people are waiting a half an hour for a cup of coffee. That, that's kind of nuts. You see these drive throughs We got one right down the street from me that's always super busy. <laughs> that's the one we went to, of course. Uh, but I got, we, uh, my wife at the drive-thru ordered a piece of banana bread for my, for my kid. She really likes a banana bread. Uh, that's essentially banana cake. <laughs> they just call it bread. So, so cake is not a... If, if you dress it up a certain way, then it's okay, but, you know, cake, probably not the most healthy breakfast out there. Uh, and I will say, personally, I'm a cake fan. I enjoy the band as well, uh, but the dessert item, I, I will take cake over ice cream a lot of times. I, so many people love ice cream, just love it. Ice cream, to me, it, it, I'll eat it, especially if it's really warm out. Like, oh yeah, no, no, don't get me wrong. I will eat ice cream. Give it a choice. Uh, I'm taking a piece of cake or like cupcake or you know pastry over over actual ice cream. Uh, that is, in fact, a real cake fact about me, not a hashtag fake cake fact. Uh, this other trend, this has been going on for a very long time, uh, and it's really, it started to get to me. I got to be honest. Uh, now it's it's not ruining my day, but it's really, uh, in general, has been making me feel quite old. And that's these uh, I'm this old posts. You say, I am this, this old, and it'll, and, and, and I'll see people respond to these, and they're like, name a store that, uh, that, that was, that isn't around anymore, but, you know, you can give your age by the store, people are like, Blockbuster, and I'm like, oh my god, I was an adult when Blockbuster closed, <laughs> I get a lot of these that I see floating around on the, uh, the social platforms, and it definitely, it, the most it does is just make me feel old, it does, because there are some where I'm like, oh yeah, no, that was from when I was a kid, I think it's given that the the median age of, of of people on social platforms that's what we're dealing with now is it's you're you're ba you're making people who aren't even 40 I'm not even not even quite 40 pushing it not quite there yet uh you're making us feel old not that old let's let's take it back a little further there uh but man those have just been getting to me <laughs> feel old <laughs> what has not been making me feel old uh, are these Lollapalooza posts this is, of course, all over social media. Uh, someone mocked up the Lollapalooza, uh, you know, poster, and it was like, uh, Delta variant, Delta variant, Delta variant, like COVID, COVID, COVID. And I get it, because you see some of those videos and those pictures, and we're, I believe they're expecting like a hundred and something thousand people over the course of two or three days, whatever it is down there, uh, out there in Lollapalooza. I've never been to Lollapalooza myself, despite having a, a Chicago, a strong Chicago connection. Uh, I've just never actually gone. When Lollapalooza first, and it's, it has expanded since then, like many music festivals have, but when I was younger and going to a lot of, a lot more music festivals than I am now, because my, my knees can't handle as much of the festival life, uh, Lollapalooza didn't really have as many of the artists that I was looking to go see. And sure enough, this year I don't know that they did either, because uh, I believe Journey played last night, and for those of you that know me, uh, I Journey to me is just a glorified karaoke band. 
Uh, that's an immediate change the station. Do kids even do that anymore? That's a skip the song when you're listening on Spotify or whatever the kids do these days. I still listen to the radio occasionally. I listen. I either listen to the radio or my own albums. Those are my two options when it comes to music or a little talk radio. I Maybe I am old. I'm actually a 70-year-old man in, in the body of a 4-year-old apparently. Or 40. 4-year-old. <laughs> 40. My daughter's 4. Uh, I am 40, not 4. Uh, but it, 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 I am hearing some some good news about these Lollapalooza crowds because, tr- and trust me, that's the other thing is you're seeing hella mega pictures going on right now, and they don't see them as packed in as they do at Lollapalooza, and people just shoulder to shoulder, no masks and everything, and uh, there there has been quite a bit of mask wearing at, at hella mega stops as far as I've seen. I'm in a couple of, like you know fan groups and stuff, so everyone's posting videos and photos, and there's actually quite a bit of of masks that you see in there. Uh, but I have heard regarding Lollapalooza that they are requiring either proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. Uh, So as scary as those crowds look, I hope they are at least enforcing that as much as they can. Uh, And hopefully more people are wearing masks than what we're actually seeing uh, there as people are shoulder to shoulder because there's just not a lot of social distancing going on there. Whereas with Hell Omega, a lot of people in seats, you know, and then the, the pit is much smaller than this just there's, there's that picture of Lollapalooza, and I, I haven't even fact-checked to see if it is this year, because that happens a lot where photos pop up, and it's like, somebody goes, and they're like, yeah, no, that was 1999, or something like that, you know. I think I just have 99 in my head because of the whole Woodstock documentary. Um, so interestingly enough, we'll have to see how that pans out. I'm hoping everyone will stay safe. And the difference is there, and this is something I've said for the past, really, year plus, uh, you know, something like Burning Man, you have a lot of people... Uh, converging on a location from out of country, out of state, you know, converging on one spot like Lollapalooza is, uh, like Punk Rock Bowling is going to be in September if, as long as that moves forward, uh, as opposed to a Hell Omega where you have localized uh, concerts, you know, so people don't, if there's one Lollapalooza, there's like, I don't know, 30 Hell Omegas or whatever there is. In fact, I was I, I was having a conversation with my wife last night and I realized uh, we, can, we can drive... W- so there's one in Los Angeles. I'm, I will be there as long as everything keeps or doesn't trend downward uh, from now until then. Uh, but actually could drive drive about six hours, go to the Bay Area uh, for one of the Hell Omegas. Uh, could drive two hours down to San Diego for one of the Hell Omegas. I believe there's one in Vegas. That's about six hours. Uh, in Arizona, I believe there's one out there, and that's about six hours. So you're talking most people even if they are traveling they're probably only traveling a couple hours they're they're not that far outside of their own community so hopefully uh, that is also helping with that spread uh, and like i said the the vaccine uh proof of vaccination and negative tests and masking we just need to see more of that so we can keep i want to say keep trending in the right direction because right now we're not but we can easily get back there because we're finding that most people having trouble are the unvaccinated uh, and of course that leads us to our last uh, digital trend of the week, and that's hashtag COVID is not over. Hashtag COVID is not over, because it's not. I'm getting tired of talking about COVID. And here's the thing I will say uh, on the social platforms. The mask shaming is just getting out of hand. I've seen people post about being mask shamed, um, and it's funny. Still still a fucking political thing. It, it still is, and a, and a regional thing. In Los Angeles... W- Wearing it's not strange to see someone wearing a mask, but I see people post and and I experienced this with our road trip. Uh, nobody was shaming me or looking at me weird for having a mask on, but n- not nearly as many people were were masked up 
uh, in many other states. And now I'm seeing posts from people in, in other states, and they're they're saying people are like, why are you wearing a mask? Like, literally asking, why are you wearing a mask? I'm like, hello, have you heard of this thing called the Delta variant? Hashtag COVID is not over, because it's not. We still got a little ways to go. And, of course, that brings us to our COVID updates of the week. Uh, we got a couple ones here. Uh, good and bad, I would say. Um, Fauci had, had a... A new comment report over the past couple days uh, saying, and this, and I quote, we're in for more, quote, pain and suffering uh, ahead. And most of that is fortunately, you know, fortunately and unfortunately uh, for me and my and my family and a lot of people I know and love. uh, It is it's mostly due to non-vaccinated people. That's that's where we're having the big. In fact, I'm sure you've heard the phrase. Uh, this is it's become the pandem the pandemic of non-vaccinated people because they're the ones that are getting now getting hit the hardest. Um, and he's also not predicting any lockdowns because the vaccines are actually working. We're, we're able to control the spread of this in a lot of areas where vaccines are high. You know, Los Angeles has had a a, a high positivity rate, but you also you got to remember the the large population that exists in Los Angeles. Uh, compared to some areas like Arkansas had a crazy outbreak. Uh, in fact, I think, yeah, no, I'm talking about that somewhere. But they, you live, and there's not as big a population there. Those are, those are different. So you look at them in different, kind of through different lenses, I guess you could say. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping that we can avoid the lockdowns. The thing is, with it being the pandemic among unvaccinated people, uh, a lot of us have children. My child cannot, is not vaccinated yet. Uh, I was just, I was saying this to another friend, uh, to a friend yesterday who's also a parent. Uh, that, that, you know, if it wasn't, I, I would be a lot, I wouldn't say I'd be less cautious. I'd still be just as cautious, but I'd be out doing more things uh, if, if I didn't have a child at home. I would I would feel a little, because I, I would feel safer just for myself, not going out and partying or doing Lollapalooza with no mask and shoulder, shoulder all that stuff. Uh, however, I'd be doing more stuff. But because I have a child at home, I have to, that's, that's an extra hurdle uh, for my family to get over because I need to be sure uh, that my child... Um, does not get anything i mean that's we're we're actually seeing it uh where where did i put that maybe i didn't have that in here nope i did we're gonna talk about that in parenting that's what we're gonna do um and vaccines are on the rise here's here's one positive thing that's coming out of this is is now with the surge people are actually realizing like oh shit i should get a vaccine uh, so we're seeing a rise in vaccinations in communities where uh the vaccine rate was not very high and here in Los Angeles, it's been quite high. Uh, I would still like to see it higher, but, you know, it's been quite high for a while. Uh, but there's other communities that are at like 25% and 30% in other cities. Uh, and we're starting to see a steady rise in that. So if anything good is coming out of the surge, this Delta variant, it's that people are, are finally, uh, people that were holding out and, and not convinced are finally becoming convinced. At least some of them. If you look at social media comments on any platform, you can see there's there's people out there that are never that's just they're never getting the vaccine and even if they come out of this unscathed it's they're it's just they're never going to do it and it's funny how everyone forgets that uh like like you heard the saying it's 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 more it's just as contagious as the chicken pox and it's like well people under 30 don't know what the chicken pox are because they have a chicken pox vaccine i got the chicken pox as a kid cuz i'm old enough to to there wasn't a vaccine yet or even if there was it wasn't as common uh, cuz i feel like there actually was a vaccine but it was very early on in the vaccine process, because uh, I got it as a kid. You know, I mean, came out of it okay, but nah, that's why we have vaccines. My kid asked to get vaccines to to be able to go to school. This is nothing new. <laughs> it's really nothing new. Uh, but of course, people are still freaking out. But we are seeing also more good out of this. 
is cities and comp- cities and companies. So we're talking about city workers, uh, healthcare workers, the entire University of California educational system, UC uh, system here, which is colleges, public colleges. Uh, they are requiring everyone that works in the system and everyone that all the students uh, to actually be vaccinated before they can be on campus. Uh, I, I believe there are some exceptions to that. There's you know medical. Uh, exceptions where if you can't, you know, for literal medical reasons, not just because you're like, it's a scam and all this other stuff, then I, there's ways around that. But for the most part, uh, we're seeing lots of companies, uh, city workers, all kinds of stuff. And among those are Disney uh, and Walmart. Disney is requiring, uh, I don't, I, I'm not sure if it's all of the workers at Disney. I haven't fully looked into that, but all of the park employees uh, will absolutely have to be vaccinated, along with the, the city of Pasadena has said this, the city of Los Angeles has said this, uh, Los Angeles Unified School District, uh, all of the workers and everyone who's eligible, including students, will have to get vaccinated uh, to be able to attend in-person learning. And like I said, uh, many of the colleges, and I know that's happening uh, across the country. So again, um, we're seeing safety as a priority coming from a lot of organizations. And, and for Walmart to do that, which is pretty amazing, because uh, they tend to not care about anybody, including their employees. Uh, but even they are smart enough to know that that they should require vaccinations to to get ahead of this and be able to to actually continue to to to, to do business. <laughs> you know, we don't want a lockdown again. We just we don't. And everyone wants to push us back into a lockdown. It's 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 kind of wild how that works. So uh, my advice is just get the vaccination. Just get the vaccine. Get it. If you're eligible for the vaccine, get it. You're not getting microchipped. You're not no. You know, and that's my favorite thing. Like, even if you, even if it had a microchip in it, but it's going to keep me from, from getting extremely sick from COVID, give me the microchip. I carry a cell phone around in my pocket all the time. <laughs> you're, you're being tracked anyway. Who the hell cares? Those targeted ads that you get when you're scrolling through. So, yeah, that's all because your activity is being tracked. Get over yourself. Uh, and we're seeing this for Broadway, actually. I believe this just came out today, yesterday or today. Broadway you know, where, where they have all the, the awesome shows, musicals, plays, and, and that good stuff. Uh, they are going to require all attendees of Broadway shows uh, on all of Broadway to, to be vaccinated. In order to which, and shows are going to be opening back up in the fall, I believe. There's only like one or two uh, small shows that are happening on Broadway. You know, Broadway went completely dark uh, there when, when everything went into a lockdown. Uh, but now we see that you're going to have to be vaccinated to actually be able to go to a Broadway show uh, while also requiring masks while indoors and, and uh, when you're not able to social distance. Now, obviously the exception, and this was specified uh, with the Broadway stuff, is kids under 12 can't get the vaccine yet. So I believe kids under 12 are still going to be welcome to go to a Broadway show masked up. Uh, but any adult, anyone who's eligible for a vaccine uh, is going to be, have to be vaccinated to actually go see a Broadway play. Uh, so again, it's great seeing companies and organizations get behind this um, because it's, it's extremely important. That's the only way we're going to get past it vaccinations, masks, social distancing, do it. Just do it. It's not that hard. And, and if you're afraid of the vaccine, do real research, scientific research, doctors, not some idiot on YouTube drinking a beer, not even this idiot here yelling at a wall. You know, that, it, don't even listen to me. Just that, That's my opinion. I yell at a wall every week. Do your own research, but know that that is, that is the quickest way to get through this. Is the more and more vaccines we get, the f- the closer we get to seeing an end uh, to this pandemic, which seems never ending. Man. All right, mental health. Let's let's dive right into some mental health. 
I think we're, we're going to talk about this over the course of a couple weeks, uh, especially because we're already going over time this week, and i got a few other things that are probably going to get a little ranty here, I guess you could say. Uh, mental health and on is, has been on stage at the Olympics for the past week. And it really is more than mental health here. Uh, now, it, it, mental health and mental illness have been a, a huge, important topic to go tell it to the wall in Common Sense Sundays since its inception. Uh, almost five years ago. Oh, geez, we are almost, we're, we're like a month away from, from uh, five years of, of Go Tell It to the Wall. I just getting tangented there real quick, but that just occurred to me. Uh, now, Simone Biles, you've, you've heard this story. She actually withdrew from the team final in gymnastics at the Olympics uh, due to, originally it was reported as, as, as mental health, mental health, mental issues. Uh, she said her head was not in the competition, you know, various sound bites came out. And so a lot of people jumped on this right away in support of her. Uh, and of course, a lot of people jumped on it right away in, in uh, you know, against her withdrawing uh, because of, of, of mental issues. Uh, and we've since then found out that there's something in gymnastics, they call it the twisties. And it was interesting because my father-in-law, uh, we were having a conversation about this, like the day it happened or the day after, and he's like, is, is, you know, you think it's like get, when you get the yips? For those of you that are sports fans, especially baseball fans, it's a common term uh, in baseball, the yips. And I don't want to get into it, but it, it's something where you, you're just, your brain doesn't l let your body do the things you're usually able to do. And in gymnastics, something very similar, they call it the twisties, which means that y your brain and your body just aren't connecting so that you can do these. And in some, especially in Simone Biles' case, these extremely difficult, dangerous maneuvers that gymnasts do. And hers are some of the most dangerous, to the point where if she lands incorrectly, she could break her neck and die. So anyone out there prioritizing her helping the team win a gold medal over her safety need to step back and question their life choices in the first place. Let alone if you're sitting there stuffing your face full of potato chips or something and you're like, oh, she needs to get out there and compete. Give me a fucking break. Give me a break. And my favorite is everyone, uh, a lot of people have been out comparing and, and you know, what if Michael Jordan, uh, you know, said, I'm just going to sit out the four fourth quarter because my head's not in it. Well, And it's like, well, yeah, maybe he should have done that if his head wasn't in it. Uh, at the same time, Michael Jordan stepping onto a basketball court and shooting a basketball uh, isn't really necessarily going to jeopardize his his life or his safety in such a way that he could, he could break a neck. You know, we're talking about totally different things here. Really are. Yes, they're, they're both sports, but they're drastically different things. And we're going to see, we're going to see more and more of, it, of this, I'm sure. And I'm going to continue to talk about it because we have moved strides uh, in the past 10 years, especially five years. Uh, and especially when it comes to athletes being honest about their mental health issues. Uh, there are NBA players that have come out, uh, to, to speak candidly about it, um, you know, and I've said many, many times on this podcast, the difference is you can see an injury, like you, somebody tears their ACL or, or sprains their ankle, breaks their ankle, breaks their arm, whatever it is, you see it, you know, you see their, their arms in, but when something that can in mentally that can be just as devastating can physically affect you in similar ways, but we don't see it. So really it's nobody else's business. Nobody else's business but her own. Simone Biles and any other athletes out there that are struggling, it you you have no responsibility to anybody else. You do your best. I'm not saying just just throw in the towel or whatever, but if 
if you know that you're going to put yourself in danger or even be a hindrance to your team, to your competition, it takes more strength to, to actually back out than it does to push through things. And I would encourage anyone to to check out Carrie Strug because it's amazing how she was presented to everyone in the 90s. Oh, this great hero and everything else. And and I don't, not to take away from what she did and, and how amazing it was in some ways, but we've learned now she shouldn't have been doing that. It's, it's not worth a gold medal. Your livelihood, your safety, your well-being, not worth a gold medal. It never will be. It, it never has been, and it never will be. And I'm glad we are getting to a point, and I'm glad she has an, enough support out there in Simone, that Simone Biles does and, and many other athletes have, uh, but we need definitely need more of it. And if people want to be ignorant about it and, and don't get into fights with strangers online, but if, if people want to be ignorant about it, you know, educate them a little. Nothing wrong with educating people a little bit. I've said from the be- I've said my entire journey with mental illness well before this podcast and especially once the podcast started, a lot of times it's ignorance when it comes to mental health and, and mental illness and how other people perceive it. Nothing wrong with educating others. All right, let's get into some parenting. Uh, navigating social situations with COVID. Uh, kids are still not vaxxed. That's that's what I said with COVID updates. Uh, my kid's not vaxxed. I have, I have a lot, many, many friends whose children are not vaccinated because uh, they're all under 12. It's, it's 12 years old. There's a lot of children in this country, in this world, that are under 12 that can't get vaccinated just yet. Uh, and we're seeing it in Arkansas. Multiple patients at the at Arkansas Children's Hospital uh, who have, have gone in with positive COVID cases. Uh, some of them not doing well. And this is, you know, something we heard from the beginning. It doesn't really affect children as much. Well, now we're learning uh, that it can, in fact, affect children. And we knew it could, but there was such a low likelihood. That, that likelihood is going up. That percentage is going up, and we're seeing that. And Arkansas is just one, one example of that. It's truly stressful. It really is. Uh, but it's also navigating a year and a half of this with children, uh, not being able to do a lot of the normal things they do. My kid wasn't able to go to gymnastics anymore, wasn't able to see her friends as much anymore. Now, we have outside, we've gotten to a point, we have outside play dates and stuff and uh, with other families that we know have have been handling it in similar ways and and the parents are vaccinated, everything else. We we have some of those, so she does get her social interaction. um, And and it's needed. You need some outside time. Uh, But don't feel bad for, for protecting your kids. That's got to be a priority here. And, and my favorite is people People say to me, oh, but, but the percentage, you know, it's 0.002% chance that your kid gets COVID. I'm like, so that's, you just want to take that chance? That's the difference between me and a lot of other people. I'm not taking that chance. It's not worth my kid getting sick, even if it's a small chance. Not worth it. Uh, so on Friday, and this is something I, re- I would recommend. Uh, now, if you're in in the Los Angeles area, I think today was was your last chance, but it is a touring thing, and it's called Jurassic Quest. Uh, took my four-year-old on Friday at the, it was at the Rose Bowl uh, in one of the big parking lots there. Uh, she absolutely loved it. She loves dinosaurs right now. Uh, I think dinosaurs are a universal thing. When you hit a certain age, uh, kids begin, begin to get obsessed with, begin to become obsessed with dinosaurs, and she's all about the dinosaurs now, uh, which is, we, we stopped at Cabazon on the way home from, uh, our epic road trip, and so she could see the gigantic dinosaur, and she's just all about it. Triceratops is her favorite dinosaur. I was, I was thinking back to when I was a kid, and I was like, I cannot remember what my favorite dinosaur was, but hers is 
by far Triceratops. Uh, and so we got to do this Jurassic Quest thing, which is, uh, and it's a drive-through thing. So you're you're absolutely socially distanced, uh, and they have you 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 get on either uh, SoundCloud or one of those apps, and they have like a, a it talks through your car stereo or you know through your phone, but you can connect to your car stereo, tours you through all these animatronic dinosaurs, and actually educates you. Uh, signage out there, the dinosaurs move, they make noise, all kinds of other stuff, and there's you know there's a fun little story with it, of course. Um, highly recommend it if it's coming to your area. Check it out. I, I will warn you though, and and spoiler alert, I guess here's you know because you know they're gonna put some drama in there and stuff. Well, a couple of the T Rexes got out of their enclosure. Now, if your kid's favorite dinosaur is Triceratops, prepare yourself for this because uh, you will hit a point throughout Jurassic Quest where the T Rex has gotten into the Triceratops enclosure uh, and is in fact. You know, and it's it's not graphic or gruesome, but there's a triceratops down, and the other triceratops are trying to get the T Rex away, but the T Rex has got the triceratops. My daughter was very, very, very worried about the triceratops. Although I will say, throughout the entire thing, there's these gigantic animatronic uh, dinosaurs, and she has her little digital camera. Um, highly recommend. I've, I've said this before. Get, get your kids. It's so it's so cheap. You you know, it's not an expensive digital camera. It's a kid's digital camera. Get them one of those, and she's taking pictures out the window. She's loving it. <laughs> She must have said it at least a dozen times. She go, "Oh, look! It's so cute! It's so cute!" My kid thinks dinosaurs are are cute. These these gigantic reptilian uh, beasts <laughs> that were driving by, uh, and of course she wanted to go back right away. She's like, "Can we go back? Can we go back?" I'm like, five minutes after we left, I'm like we were just there, and it's leaving <laughs> soon anyway. It's touring, uh, so check out Jurassic Quest. Uh, if it's in your area, enjoyable for for kids of all ages, adults, uh, it, 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 it's a lot of fun, uh, and especially because it's pandemic friendly. You know, it's it's a little more difficult to go to museums right now because you got to be inside, you got to wear a mask and all that other stuff. This is outside; you drive by, and the dinosaurs are actually moving and making noises. And then, like I said, there's a fun little story with it. So, so check out Jurassic Quest. All right, let's get into some common sense, and then we got some entertainment stuff, and we're gonna wrap it up for the week. I'm exhausted. I'm I, I, like I'm still riding that high from the show, like I said last weekend. But I'm also still kind of exhausted and uh, and still been on a I don't want to say a ticket buying spree, but some some more tickets were bought over the past couple of days. And we'll talk about that when we get to entertainment news. But before then, common sense. Uh, Jacksonville Zoo jaguar attack. That's right, a jaguar attacked the gentleman at the Jacksonville Zoo. Not because the jaguar got out of his enclosure, but you guessed it. Uh, this gentleman decided to to climb over the barrier to the jaguar enclosure uh, and was attacked. Um, I, st I don't understand why people do this. Now, I, I, we didn't get a name for the guy or anything just yet. He's, he is in the hospital, but I believe expected to, su to survive. Didn't get eaten by the jaguar, or not fully eaten. Uh, you know, I don't know, I'm sure. Who knows if even more news will come. This seems like old hat now. Some, some idiot decides they want to get a closer picture, so they cross a barrier and they go into an enclosure and a, you know, a lion grabs them or a bear, whatever. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Uh, and here we just have, we have a jaguar. Man from Florida at the Jacksonville Zoo decides to, to cross that barrier. We don't know if he was trying to get a picture, probably just being dumb, who knows. I, I don't know, do they sell beer at zoos now or liquor? Maybe he was had a little few too many, I, I don't know. I don't think they sell it at the LA Zoo. Except they do that after that Knights of the Zoo thing, which is, you can get some wine and beer at those things. Uh, but of course, and if, here's the thing. Wall fans, common sensors, uh, whenever you see one of those silly labels, you know, like don't stick your hand in here and it's a wood chipper or something like that, you're like, why do we need these labels? Are people are people that dumb? Yes, they are in fact that dumb. 
Guys like this are why we have to have those labels on things. Uh, because common sense says you don't cross a barrier to get into an enclosure with a wild animal that could rip your face off. Uh, however, people do it. So when you see those things, just remember, uh, it's guys like that that are the reason we have to have warning labels on everything. It's like my, my little eight-foot wide, two-foot, two, two feet deep pool. Actually has, I believe it was eight different, uh, and, and it's funny, my kid's like, what's that one say? What's that one say? It's, you know, a little circle with a line through it, and it's like eight different ways to dive into a pool or jump into a pool, and one of them's like, don't jump off a chair into the pool. Don't jump off the ground into the pool. Don't jump off the roof into the pool. It's like, <laughs> we have to do these things because of Florida man here who is dumb enough to get into an enclosure with a jaguar. <laughs> like, Jesus. Uh, more common sense that's been getting me this week. And I'm glad to see there's a, there's a lot of defense behind this and, and kind of, uh, in, in, in good ways, mockery of it. I've seen some memes there with, with men's beach volleyball players. Uh, I've seen more, more man-ass than I need to in, in my social feeds, but that's fine because I appreciate the the comical side of it and the common sense side of it. If, if you were to put men in uh, these skimpy little Speedos, kind of similar to what the women's beach volleyball players wear, uh, and, and we're seeing this, this really was started, mo and this has come up at times. And I will tell you right now, years ago, and I, this was probably probably 2012, I, I want to say, because it, it feels like it was longer, and I, cause I believe the Olympics were going on. It had to be a summer Olympics, because there's not a lot, there's not really much skimpy clothing in the Winter Olympics. Uh, and I had actually done a little bit of research on it. And now some women out there are, and I believe beach volleyball players were the ones, they're quite comfortable wearing these bikinis. You know, they have no problem. They like it. That's So by no means am I saying you shouldn't be allowed to wear these things. If that's what you're comfortable competing in, by all means compete in it. Uh, however, when you compare the other gender in a lot of these sports, where it's either very similar or, or exactly the same, like beach volleyball, uh, where the men are wearing tank tops and shorts, uh, or where this came up with a women's handball team, beach handball team, uh, and I even saw a side-by-side -side picture of the men's team and the women's team, and the men are wearing shorts and tank tops, and the women are wearing not just bikinis, but like very skimpy-looking bikinis. The same thing you know, happens with gymnastics. Look at what men wear in gymnastics versus what women wear in gymnastics. Uh, and forgive me, I, there was a country that came out in kind of a protest. Uh, they wore full leotards instead of those, you know, the skimpier things that you see uh, gymnasts wearing like a, a, a unitar there's there's a word for it and apologies I'm not a big enough gymnastics fan to know the actual terminology uh, but there was another team that came out and said hey look you can compete in this too so, so good on them uh, good on that beach handball team that actually got in trouble and had to pay some fines because they wore shorts instead of these ridiculous bikini bottoms uh, but common sense here says that that we need to stop sexualizing sports like this why does it have to be that way? Now, again, if they're comfortable doing it, that's fine. But there's literally rules for certain sports saying women have to wear these skimpy bikinis. Olympic rules. Either make it the same for both sides or give them other options. That's how it should be. But, of course, sexism is just rampant in anything especially the Olympics. We have these, these old men that are part of the IOC, the International Olympic Committee. They're all, you see any representative from the International Olympic Committee, all old men, and white men, not white Americans, uh, white men, you know, like there's a Swedish dude or a German, 
Like old guys, they don't even know what the hell's going on in these respective sports. They're just there because they're rich and they've done it for so long. And the, the IOC is so corrupt that they get to continue doing what they do uh, and, and try to force women to wear things that aren't completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. All right, let's move on to some entertainment news and stick with the Olympics, at least for just a second. There's apparently a thing, and I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, if you have Peacock, just go watch it, but you can probably find some clips, and I don't mean to say steal content from Peacock, but I'm seeing clips float around, and, and they're quite funny. Uh, and and it's honestly, if NBC is probably just putting these out there anyway because it's actually generating buzz, and it's something if I had Peacock, I would be watching this commentary despite not watching much Olympics uh, over the past week and a half. Uh, and that would be Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart uh, commentating on Olympic events, but not just commentating on Olympic events. It's not like they're watching the uh, Olympic basketball. Uh, the clip I saw, the first clip I saw was them commentating on equestrian. So it's it's them actually commentating on events that they know nothing about. Uh, and Snoop Dogg does not hold back. Uh, definitely do not watch with your, your young children around because uh, Snoop Dogg, he's a great family man. From all by all reports, and even from his reality show years ago, uh, but he's 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 definitely going to drop some f bombs on there, uh, which I, I'm also guilty of. I know I've had a couple of them in this episode. In fact, I try to avoid it, but it happened. So so maybe not something to watch with your kids, uh, but it was incredibly funny. Uh, and if you have Peacock, you can check it out on there. But at the very least, you should be able to find some clips. And Snoop Dogg is a very very funny individual. I'm not a big Kevin Hart fan. I don't dislike Kevin Hart, but I'm I'm just like we get it, we get it. You're short. Like, that's, his whole shtick is, I'm short. Like, yeah, cool. You get any Anything else? All right, let, let's move along. Whereas Snoop Dogg, I, I could listen to Snoop Dogg commentate on, on anything, like, all day. I just, I could. It, it's very enjoyable, so check that out. Uh, we have a little lawsuit from Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow. She is suing Disney and Disney Plus uh, for contract, uh, breach of contract, Almost, almost blanked on that one right there. Breach of contract uh, because she didn't get the proper theatrical window for Black Widow uh, in theaters. Theatrical window. For those of you not familiar with it, traditionally a film will go into, and we call it windows. Uh, I, I worked, literally worked on these windows in, in, in that industry for a while uh, from a marketing standpoint. You have a theatrical window, so, so the movies go into theaters. Uh, then they go into uh, purchase and then rental, and then they go into streaming, like a Netflix or, uh, you know, if you think back to when you were a kid, like HBO would would, would have movies like a two-year, depending on the movie, because sometimes those are very shortened windows. Movie might only get into the theater for two weeks, you know, might have had a two-month window plan, and it's only in there for two weeks because it didn't do well. Uh, you know, so those windows vary, uh, but she is upset about the theatrical window uh, and the fact that it came out at the same time on Disney Plus streaming for an upcharge. Here's the thing. Uh, I've seen comments on both sides of this. And the thing is, they're both absolutely correct. Scarlett Johansson is not wrong here. Uh, Disney probably is in breach of contract. Uh, however, this is the ever-changing landscape that we're looking at. And I think we're going to have more of these lawsuits and things are going to have to shift around. In fact, I'm hearing about a uh, uh, one of one of the guilds uh, is possibly looking at a strike. It was either WGA or, or SAG, uh, Screen Actors Guild. Um, is looking at a strike coming up. This is probably something that's going to have to be discussed uh, in, in new contract negotiations. Uh, you know, so I see both sides of it. However, she did get $20 million, and she's still getting a piece of all of those $30 upcharges uh, for people having it on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so 
really Disney's not wrong here for for wanting to get it out there when people are are very apprehensive to go to a movie theater. I You probably could pay me to go to a movie theater with not a lot of people, but you'd have to pay me quite a bit. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to pay to see a movie in a movie theater right now. It's just not worth it. I'll watch it at home. I'm like personally I'm also not paying $30 uh, to watch Black Widow on Disney Plus. I get the upcharge. They you know, everybody's got to make their money. That's and plenty of people I'm sure are paying uh, the upcharge to to watch these movies, uh, it's just it's just not for me. Uh, so we're gonna see we're gonna see more of this. It's a new world with all this streaming, and and things are gonna have to shift because uh, every, everyone has to get their piece of the pie. The studios have to get their piece of pie. The the crew, every, everybody gets their piece of the pie, and and uh, you know stars of and the other funny thing about this is, and I, I've mentioned this before. Uh, welcome to the club that is, you know, radio and broadcasters and musicians and everything else. This stuff that actors have been able to kind of skirt around uh, for the past 10 to 15 years. Uh, now it's catching up because we have studios that are creating these streaming platforms and exclusive content and everything else. Uh, it's it's just become a lot, lot more broad. Uh, and it's something that, that contracts are going to have to catch up with. So there's, there's going to be more of these lawsuits. I'm sure that this is going to get settled with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, she's going to catch a lot of flack for it. Disney's going to catch a lot. Everybody's going to catch flack here. There's real, really no winner. It's just something that's going to have to be worked out over, over the next few years uh, as we move into this new realm of, of streaming and just having, you know, not having to go to a movie theater uh, on, on the day or weekend or even week that a movie is released. So it's we're only at the beginning of this. There's going to be much more of this. Uh, speaking of... Movies coming out into theaters. Uh, the a new Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer uh, dropped this week. I will say, I said it before when I talked about the mini Stay Puft Men. There's going to be a few of those floating around the studio once uh, once those become available uh, for purchase. I I'm a I'm a sucker for Ghostbusters, and in fact, my mother had 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 actually found the photo of us uh, when I was when I was younger in the '80s sitting at the window uh, at Tavern on the Green. I was like, yep, there. That's and we went to sit in front of that exact window because that's the the window that Rick Moranis banged on uh, in Ghostbusters. That's how much I loved Ghostbusters. Uh, so I'm a huge fan. Afterlife trailer hitting hitting everything for me. I'm not a huge fan of the the kid from. Uh, and it's nothing against him. I don't dislike him, but the kid from Stranger Things. He's just he strikes me as the as the the longer haired kid, uh, longer haired younger kid from Dazed and Confused. It just kind of doesn't you know nothing against him. Just doesn't strike well with me uh all the other actors seem great paul red's great uh and and i don't think it's possible to spoil a trailer so but if you haven't seen it yet uh there is a little surprise at the end which is clearly clearly dan Aykroyd's character you don't see him you hear that voice uh and i, I love me some dan Aykroyd, not just because of ghostbusters but also many many movies uh but also blues brothers uh blues brothers probably a top 10 movie of mine personally uh so so big big dan Aykroyd fan looking forward to that uh and that's the thing is I that might be one that I pay the extra money to just see in my home as opposed to having to go to a movie theater depending on where we are uh, when that actually when that thing actually releases because I don't have the release date in front of me I don't know why I didn't put that in my notes but sometimes I don't know what the hell I'm doing I'm just here yelling at a wall oh man Fred Durst have you seen this stuff <laughs> Fred Durst going for a rebrand uh, another. Another reason I didn't need to be at Lollapalooza, like Limp Biscuit played. Nothing. If you like Limp Biscuit and you like Journey, that's fine. I, I don't, so th- like that is not enticing for me to go to a festival and see those bands. I, zero enticement for me. I go and see shitty punk rockets, shitty little clubs and stuff with you know that that's more my speeds. So, uh, so not nothing wrong with it if that's what you're into. 
I'm not a Limp Biscuit fan. Uh, I did not do it for the Nookie, and uh, and I did not rip off a a, a, a well-known George Michael song. I'm not not a big fan of that either. And I still don't know what the hell uh, hot dog. I mean, I guess I know chocolate starfish hot dog. Yeah, who knows what that is either. Uh, but Fred Durst, his rebrand, he looks totally different now. Clearly wearing a wig. And he's dressed up kind of like a uh, hipster, older, not an old man, but an older man. I don't know what's going on with his look. Check it out if you're interested. Or don't, because it's Fred Durst, who apparently is making some kind of comeback. Because uh, my brother-in-law was saying, he's like, yeah, no, I've started. Apparently he, he, he posts like vintage station wagons on Instagram. And it's like, well, no, now I'm kind of cheering for Fred Durst. And it's like, really? I, I mean, okay, I don't want him to see him do bad, but it's I'd never really thought about a day where I'd be like, yeah, Fred Durst, I hope he does well making a comeback. In fact, quite the opposite in the 90s, because I will say, uh, I changed my hat style in the 90s. Uh, I used to wear a, I lived in San Diego. When I was living in San Diego, one of my main styles was was a backwards red <laughs> MLB hat. Uh, usually a San Diego one, I think I also had a Los Angeles one. Uh, and I'm, at one point I had a, a, a Red Sox one, but this was more... Uh, was the reason I had the red one was for like Southern California, my my city, you know, where where I lived at the time, and uh, I stopped I stopped wearing that thing backwards uh, when when Limp Bizkit got big because I was like I don't want I don't want people to think I'm a fan of this guy. I mean, do we, do you, Fred? But uh, not 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 my style of uh, not my style of music, not my cup of tea. Uh, so definitely changed my own my own style a little bit there. That hat went. Oh, let's let's wear that hat forward from now on. And really, ever since then, I don't wear a lot. I don't. I wear my, you know, my uh, my snapbacks backwards, but not not wearing the MLB fifty nine fifties backwards. For those of you that are familiar with hat styles, uh, always always cocked to the left just a little bit, a little bit. That's how I grew up wearing it, but uh, not backwards anymore. No, no, no. Uh, Dirty Heads is a band I can get behind. Uh, not I've never really been a huge fan and. Uh, I don't know how much they'll go into to my regular listening, but they did release a new song uh, in the past couple weeks uh, featuring Amy Interrupter of The Interrupters as well as Travis Barker of Blink-182 uh, and 156, other bands that he plays with, uh, and, and and Dirty Heads. It's a Dirty Heads track there, a band out of Orange County. Um, really good song. I was a little apprehensive because I've... Uh, Travis Barker's been getting on my nerves a little bit. I'm like, okay, we get it. You you want to work with everybody, and you just make you're making the whole world pop punk, whatever. Not everyone needs to be pop punk. We I can have other genres. This fine, do you? So I was very apprehensive. I do love some Amy vocals, uh, and I enjoy the Dirty Head style. It's it's very kind of a reggae ska feel to it. Uh, but this Rage song, fantastic. If you haven't heard it yet, check it out. You can get it on Spotify. I actually just purchased it uh, yesterday. I purchase all my music through iTunes and then I cycle it through my other stuff like Groove Music uh, on Microsoft and YouTube Music on Android. It, it all just uploads through there. Uh, but I still, because of when I started purchasing digital music was with iTunes and when I first digitized my entire like 400 CD collection, album collection, uh, it all went through iTunes. So so I, that's, that's where I get it. But get it wherever you get music. Uh, stream it where you stream, but I highly recommend purchasing music. Buy albums, like purchase albums. Don't just, I know you pay to stream through Spotify like 10 bucks a month or whatever it is, and that's great, that's fine. Uh, but, but artists and musicians are not getting a very big cut of that. They get a much bigger cut if you buy the damn album. Buy the album, buy a t shirt. That's why I always have band t shirts in here. Support the band, support the music you like. That's how you got to do it. 
All right, and last thing I'm going to leave you with uh, is is it's actually not the next concert coming up, but uh, on my ticket buying spree for shows, uh, I bought myself a couple of tickets. It's a two night event called Gutterfest up there in Big Bear, Big Bear, California, at the Cave. Uh, I've I've actually been to the Cave, went inside for like a hot minute. I've never been to a show there. I always tend to miss shows, and and they have they get some good acts going through there. In fact, uh, Guttermouth is is headlining Gutterfest. Uh, most importantly, I'm going to see Chaser again on Saturday, uh, but I'll be I'll be hanging out in Big Bear on uh, August 20th and 21st, hitting up shows there both nights. Uh, I know I have some some other friends that'll be joining me uh, up there as well, and I'll be keeping an eye on that guest list and see who else is going. Uh, but ticket buying spree continues. Uh, the only thing that stinks is I got to drive. Drive up to Big Bear, which I, I enjoy the drive up to Big Bear. I, I enjoy Big Bear. I'm usually up there when it's snowing. It's, it's not often I'm up, I'm up there during the summer, uh, but this will be a warmer time to be up there. So uh, if you're going to be heading up to Gutterfest at Big Bear, at the cave in Big Bear, uh, hit me up. I'll be there. All stickers in hand, just like I was uh, at the Chaser show a week ago. And, uh, it, you know, come up, give me a little fist bump. Probably not, probably not giving out hugs unless I know you really, really well. Uh, but give me a little fist bump and I'll throw some stickers your way. Uh, and, and enjoy some, some some live music now that we're continuing to get back to it. All right. I think that's going to do it for us. I think we're thoroughly off the rails this week. It's also one of my goals. It's, it's common sense and then try to keep it on the rails, but eh, sometimes we just let it veer off the rails because that's, that's how it works. It works better that way sometimes when, uh, when even I don't understand what the hell I'm saying. It's not actually how it works. Most times I, I do understand what I'm saying. It's just everyone else... That doesn't understand what I'm saying, except for this wall that I yell at every week. You know, that's what it is. We're telling things to a wall. Uh, either way, that is going to do it for this for us this week. Uh, we should be back next week, same wall place, same wall time. Uh, so look forward to episode 55, uh, and we are rapidly approaching our five-year anniversary of Go Tell It to the Wall, uh, our original concept, as well as Common Sense Sundays. So we'll have something planned for that. Uh, and like it's like a month, month and a half away. I got to look at the dates. We're also we're also fast approaching 200 episodes, so we're gonna have some kind of buy centibration for those of you that remember the centibration episode that was uh, was celebrating 100 episodes. All right. All that being said, that is gonna do it uh, for episode 54 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall. I am, of course, your host, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, uh, don't forget to follow my own Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean. Head over to Facebook.com slash GoTellItToTheWall and follow our Facebook page. Uh, and, of course, head over to YouTube, search GoTellItToTheWall, subscribe, 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 get in on those videos. And most importantly, SeanOrWorkLive.com, which will give you access to those things I just mentioned, as well as our Patreon and our merch website. All right. That's going to do it, like I said, for episode 54. Uh, and until next time, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, remember no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>